The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, the Amen. Daf Kofiud Aleph. Today's Daf has been studied. Ve'elu Nishmat Marav Zekanati Afa Batsara, Ve'elu Nishmat Avram Ben Esther, Ruach Hashem. And we are the law is the guy steals from the ger and the ger dies and he confesses that he stole from the ger so he has to give the money to the kohanim which kohanim does he give it to? to that mishmar the week of the confession so let's say he gave the money to the anche mishmar and then he died once you give it to the kohanim you cannot uh, take it back uh, you know the yorshim now say hey if our father died give us the money back <coughs> so comes the and says the guy did not bring yet his korban asham. He has to give the money and then bring a korban. Before he brought the korban, he died. So it must be that giving the money back does something. Because if giving the money was not mechaper at all, the guy didn't give the money just to give it to the Kohanim. He gave it to accomplish something. From the fact that we see that the Yorchim cannot take it back, must be that it was given and accomplished the premise which was intended for, the Kapara. Even though he didn't bring the Asham yet. The money is Mechaper Mehsa, which means it has a certain measure of Kapara. Because if it didn't accomplish that, then the guy says, oh, I gave, he's dead now. But he could say, well, I gave the money for uh, A. For kapara, they didn't get any kapara bechlal. Now the yorshim went back. You're not giving it back to them. And you must say that the money alone also accomplishes partial kapara. So the Gemara says, according to that, ela meata hatat shemetu be'aleat ipuk lechodi da 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 achilu afreshe. Person designated a korban hatat. He made a sin. What happened? Before he were on the mizbeach, he died. So what's the deen of a korban hatat now that the owners died? So the deen is, no, the deen is limita. You have to, you have to kill it. You have to let it die. Oh, so what do you mean? But the guy didn't designate it for that. He designated it for korban hatat. Now that he's dead, he can't bring the korban hatat. Let the uh, korban uh, be, uh, at least to take the kiddush off it and use the korban and use the animal for something else. Just like you're saying that you have a concept that the guy didn't designate it for that. He didn't designate a korban hatat for it to get killed. It doesn't have for Now that he's dead, he can't do it. Let it, let it, let it go. The holding. Amre hatat shemetu be'alel chetag emirila delimita azla. That's a lechav Hashem Sinai. That you can't question. A lechav Hashem Sinai teaches us that a hatat <coughs> that its owners uh, died, so then the animal has to be put to death. The animal gets uh, the animal dies. Ela me'ata asham shemetu be'alav dipuk lechodin da'adata de'achidu afleshe. A similar question. A korban asham. Which is brought, let's say, for a person also. Like in this case over here, we made a shivua. He made a shivua and then he lied. Okay, so the deen is it's bring korban asham. So the deen is he designated the asham. Then he died. So the law of the korban asham is what we say. We saw in the Mishnah, you have to let it graze until it gets a moom, and then you have to sell it and take the money. And you, what do you guys do that for? The guy didn't designate it for that purpose, for it to be, uh, he designated it for a korban. Now that he can't bring it as a korban, let it, uh, let it go off. Gemara says, Asham namil ketagimi rila. We have a halakhah Moshe Mishinai that teaches us, Kol shebehatat meta asham ro'eh. 
that any situation whereby a korban hatat, you would have to let the animal die, similarly a situation by a korban asham, you have to let it graze and become a ba'almum. So therefore, Gemara Be'ira basically is saying <coughs> that when it came to the, when it comes to the money, we can make this khalib. When it comes to korban, we have a lakam Hashem Sinai. That once it's designated, it's designated. Even though now it's not going to be used for what it was intended for, too late. Lakam Hashem Sinai. Mashiach, when the guy gives the money to the Beit HaMikdash, that was dumb, something, something was accomplished. He got kapara. Otherwise, if he wouldn't have got kapara, the Gemara would have said, let the Yorushim go and take it back. They didn't know how the Kabbalah Shemesh said, then we go with Sevara. Sevara says, since he accomplished at least partial kapara by giving it back, therefore the Yorushim <coughs> have no right to take it. Comes the Gemara and says, Ela me'ata yebama shenafla lefteimu kachfein we have a case of Yibum. What's the case of Yibum? Guy, guy got married to a lady. He dies, she falls to the brother if they don't have any children. What's the mechanics of how Yibum works? So we learned from Masechet Yibamot that the, at the time of the original Kiddushin, she's already locked in to the brother, which was already in the, in the Kiddushin of the brother, when he marries, there's a Zika already built into that Kiddushin. The, the, the connection is created from the original Kiddushin. So why don't you say like this? Let's say the lady now falls to a Mukachin. The guy's got boils all over his face. So we can say she never would have gotten married to the first guy, knowing this, this situation over here. So why don't you say retroactively, the original Kiddushin, and therefore she won't fall to Yibum to the Mukachrin. <coughs> and just like, oh, I, I never intended for this. So therefore, she, why did you say this to me by Kiddushin? When she gets married to this guy, she didn't know the guy's a brother, let's say, whatever that's, uh, or boils on his face. But all of a sudden, the, the guy dies, and now also she's this guy, she might say, I never had intention to, to fall to this guy. Therefore, uproot the original Kiddushin. And Mala says, it's different over there. Atam, Anan, Sahadi. Over there, we could say very clearly, even though, she didn't say anything, but we can say very clearly that what? Which means a lady wants to be married at all costs. The statement of the Shakish is A lady rather sit with two bodies, she rather enjoy the companionship than to sit as a widow. Meaning, even if she knew that there's a mukachinan, she'd rather stay married to this guy on the safek that maybe the guy will die that she's gonna have to fall to this mukachain. She she she'd rather that. Because of Tavli Metab Tandu. So you can't say that's not what she uh, intended for. No, we can assume that she did intend for that. Because again the 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 urge of a lady to remain married is so strong that even on the sad that it might lead to falling to this guy, we say she was happy with the original Kiddushin. Natan et Yarif. Okay, now we go to some interesting cases of the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? We have two, two uh, Mishmarot. The name of the first Mishmar was called Yarif. That's the name of the family. The name of the second Mishmar of the Beit HaMikdash was called Yedaya. <coughs> so the Mishnah said the guy has to give Kesef and Asham. To the Beit Hamikdash, He gave the kesef to the first mishmar, and he gave the asham to Yedaya. So it says yata. Why? Because he gave it in the right order. Because kesef has to come before the asham. However, if he gave the asham to Yoyariv, and he gave the kesef to Yedaya, so he said, if the asham is still around, then we tell the first. Mishmar, uh, Yoyarif, to give the Asham to Yidaya, we can ask them, what did you take the Asham without taking the money for? You went out of order. You, you Mishmar, we can ask you. If the Asham is still around, let the Yoyarif give the Asham to Yidaya, let them now bring the Asham. However, if not, then he's got to bring another Asham. If let's say Yoyarif brought the Asham, it's a problem, you brought the Asham before he gave the, uh, before he gave the money. So therefore the deen is that the guy has to bring another Korban Asham. Okay? Okay. We have a Now we go to all these cases. 
דברי רבי יהודה. והחיימים אומרים, יחזיר אשם אצל כסף, או ביג מחלוק רוביר. You gave the אשם to the first משמר, and you gave the כסף to the second. So now we have a מחלוקת between רבי יהודה and חכמים. Let's get the clarity. חכמים say, כסף goes back to the אשם. Which is, let ידעיה, let משמר, we'll call it משמר one and number two, to make it easy. רבי יהודה says, משמר number two, give the כסף to משמר number one. The money follows the Asham. The Hakamim say the opposite. The Asham follows the money. Okay? Which means he wants, everybody agrees that one Mishmar will do everything over here. The Khatahila. Which is who does what? Now this guy's got one part of it, this guy's got another part of it. So therefore, does the Asham follow the Kesef or does the Kesef follow the Asham? So that's the Mahmoud between the Buddha and Hakamim. What's the case? You have to clarify and crystallize the case over here. If he gave the respective parts at the right time, which means he gave the kesef to Yoyariv during that time of Yoyariv Mishmar. And he gave the kesef to at the time of Yedayah, which if he gave it at the right time, he gave the Asham to Yoyariv, and he gave the Kesef to Yedayah in their respective weeks. So Yabarah says, Zeh Zachah B'Shelo, Zeh Zachah B'Shelo, which means why does anybody have to give anything back? Each Mishmar was Zocheh in the right time, so it's respectively theirs. Everybody did correctly over here. There's no reason to punish, let's say, Yedayah, and say they have to give the money back, to Yoyarif. When they got the money, they took it during their, uh, during their Mishmar. Yoyarif still got the... Uh, Which means, why does Rabbi Yehuda come along and say that the Kesef has to go back to the Asham? In that case over here, Yoyarif, Yoyodaya didn't do anything wrong. So why would Rabbi Yehuda say, Kesef goes to the Asham? What, what, what did the Kesef people do wrong over there? They took it during their week. There's no Sivarat to say that they have to give back the money that they took legally. So Gabbana says, Amar Rabbah, so Rabbah explains the case. Ah, he gave everything during the time of the first Mishmar. He gave the Asham to Yoyariv, and you preempted and you gave the Kesef to the coming up Mishmar. So they really took it a week early. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yudah, Savar Kewan, the love Mishmer, the Yedayahi, the Dayah, Kelsinale, Hilkak, Yazir Kesef, Esel Asham, the Rabbanan, Sabre, Shelok, Dino Abud, Beneo Yariv, the Kibbelu Asham, Kame Kesef, Hilkak, the Didu, Kelsinale, Yazur Asham, Esel Kesef. So now we understand the Mahalot, the Rabbi Yudah, and the Hamid. The Rabbi Yudah says, Hey, Yedayahi, you accepted the money prematurely. Therefore, we can ask you. Give the money back to Yoyariv. The rabbis look at it differently. They say, Yoyariv, who told you to accept an Asham without accepting money? So they cut us the money. And then you bring the Asham. So if you accepted the Asham without taking money, the Knast is on you. You've got to give the Asham now to Yedayah. So that's the Mahalukat. Who do you Knast over here? Because in this case over here, they're both guilty. Yedayah is guilty for taking early. And uh, Yoyariv is guilty for... Taking an Asham without Kesef. So it's, <coughs> so it's right, it's still around. So the question is, who do you knas to return their items? Tanya, we have another Braita explaining the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Amar Rabbi. Rabbi said, Rabbi Yehuda. According to Rabbi Yehuda. Oh, if Yoyariv, let's say, brought the Qurban Asham, Ya'zor v'yavi Asham Akhir. So then the Gazlan has to bring another Asham, because the first Asham was Pasul, because it was brought without the Kesef. So it says, V'yakribu Oh, and who brings the new Qurban Asham? So the Biuda uh, said that. Even though, even though the Biyuda said that Bnei Yedaya have to give the Kesef back to Yoyariv, that was only talking about where the Asham is still around. Then we say Yedaya, you took early, if I give the Kesef back to Yoyariv, but where the Asham is not around anymore, 
So now they brought the Qurban without the money. So now the deen is the Gazlan gives the, the Asham to who? To Yedaya where the money is. So even the Biyuda, we're, more, we're making now a... We're confining the Biyuda. The only time you punish the Yariv is when the... Uh, well, only time you punish Yedaya is when the Asham was still around by Yariv. Give the money back. Now he brought the Asham already. There's no Asham anymore. The Gazlan bring another one. Now who gets that Asham? Give it to Yedaya. Why? Bezachu halalu memashe biyadan. And comes out that whatever Yoyari did, they did. There was okay in a kurban asham. They ate the animal. They did the skins, the, 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 the meat, whatever it is that they benefit from the asham, they benefited from. So the Biuda is mode, uh, at least in the case where the asham was consumed already. So then already you go give it to the new one, to the new Mishmar. Okay? Comes again when I says Amre lemay haze Hashem pasulu. Right. What do you say? And Yoyarif can keep whatever they did. Keep on. It's an Hashem pasul. What benefit do you have from Hashem that is pasul? Amaraval leoro. You benefit at least from the skins. You don't have to. And Hashem that's pasul, you have to burn it. Let's say. However, you don't have to burn the skins. So he's benefit from the hide. Okay. We have another blighter regarding Rabbi Yudah's opinion. All these explaining Rabbi Yudah. Tanya. Amar Rabbi, the Devere Biyuda, im Kayam Asham, if the Asham is still around by Yoyariv, Yahzir Asham, it's in Kesef. The Asham goes to the Kesef. That's reverse to what we just learned. We learned that according to the Biyuda, the Kesef goes to the Asham. Because we punish Yedayah for accepting it prematurely. So we say Kesef goes to the Asham. Now you're telling me in another Braita, but no, the Asham goes to the Kesef. What do you mean? The Yavarash says, Ve'arabi Yudai Yahzir Kesef Esra Asham Itle. What are you talking? He holds that the Kesef follows the Asham, not vice versa. How do you explain this Braita? It's Tira. Ha'chama Askinan, Kegon Denafak, Mishmarto, Dehoyariv, Ve'lot Tab'o. Ve'akama Shmarlan, Da'chule, Ahilu, Gabayu. Which means, we're talking about a case over here, we gave the Asham to Yoyariv during the Mishmar of Yoyariv. And he gave prematurely the money to Yedaya a week early. And Yoyariv's Mishmar never claimed the money. They never said, hey, we got the Asham, Yedaya, you owe us the money. So it sounds like from the fact that they didn't claim it, they were muhail. They were muhail the money to, uh, yeah, that's coming to you. you yeah, there's money to be given out to all the Kuanim over there. They should have claimed it and said, hey, what's the big idea you gave the money to Yedaya? We want the money. So from the fact that they didn't claim it, from the fact that they didn't open their mouth, they were muhail on their claim to Tobaya the Kesev. Therefore, B'nai Yedaya is Zokheh, B'kitz, B'nai Yehuda, V'modeh. Is that which Rabbi Yehuda said? Yedaya gives back the money, that's only when Yehoyariv claims it. Hey, that's our money. So we say, you know what, Yedaya, you took it early, we're punishing you, give the money that they're asking for. But if they're weak past Yehoyariv, and they never asked for the money, you could assume that what? They were Mohelet to Yedaya, therefore Yedaya gets to Keep the money. Comes again with us Tanya Eidah. We have another Braita talking in Rabbi Yehuda. <coughs> now, let me just point out. Let me just point out. Uh, they have the Asham Yoyariv, right? Their Mishmar pest. Now, what would I say? Uh, give it back to. Yoyariv. Now, when would Yoyariv, uh, their Bishmar passed, and they were more highly, they were, I would have thought that what? I would have think that what? Still, you have to give it back to him. But the Bishmar passed now. What do they do with the money? So Rashi says, Kamash Malan, the kid, what? Rashi, Kamash Malan, the Kevan, the Bnei Yedai. Actually, no, that, that Rashi is, um, we've got to read the Rashi uh, before. No, actually, no. We're fine. Continue reading Gemara. Well, I, I preempted. One more, one more line in Gemara. Let me read the Rashi's. Tanya Ida, another shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Amar Rabbi, the Rabbi Yehuda, im kayam asham yazor ketsef etzel asham. That's a strange brother. It's exactly shita. The brother says if the asham is still around, let the ketsef go back to the asham. 
that, that's the view of the Shita. So Gemara says, Pshita, Hachi Itle. That's what he holds. We don't need a Braita. Just repeating to me clearly what we know that already he holds in the first Braita. I don't need two Braitot parroting the same opinion of the Biyuda. Now what? That the Kesef goes to the Asham. Oh, Zegorot is a different case. Achel Askina, this Braita, you know what it's talking about? Kegon, Tenafik Mishmartam, Dehane Udhane. The Mishmar of Yoyari Pest. The Mishmar of Yedaya Pest. Velo Tavru. Neither of them were Toveya each other. Yoyari wasn't Toveya the Kesef, and Yedaya wasn't Toveya the Asham. So I would have thought, in that case over there, each one was mohel to the other one, kamashmala, and therefore each one keeps whatever they got, kamashmalan, the amrinan, kevan de lot since nobody uh, claimed, they didn't claim either uh, the uh, asham, lehedru beresha, it goes back to the original Law that Bnei Yedaya gives the kesef Yedaya gives the kesef to Yoyariv and then Zocher to the kesef. Now, once you're giving Mishmar Pest already, now what are they going to do with the kesef? We have to bring the kesef with the, with the same time as the Asham. So the Deen is they wait till the next time their Mishmar comes around and they'll bring the Asham with the with the kesef. Look at Ashina. She says that. As she says, Kegon, look at Ashi, Kegon de Nafak Mishmartam. It's like a third of the way down in Ashi. Dehani Udhani, meaning both Mishmarot Pest. Mishmar of Yoyariv Pest, Mishmar of Yedaya Pest. Velo Tavu Bene Yoyariv with a case of Mishmartam. Velo Bene Yedaya Tashama Mishmartam. Don't think that Abiyuda only said his deen that what that you have to give the money back is when they were Toveya during their during their week. But don't think that when they weren't Toveya that's automatic Mehila. It depends. If both were not Toveya, if Yehoyariv didn't ask for the money and Yedaya didn't ask for the Asham so the deen is what? that you would have thought that they're mochel to each other and therefore each one keeps uh, their respective items kamash ma'lan dekevan debnei Yedaya namir lo tabu la Asham b'mishmartam that since Yedaya did not ask when their week came they should have said to Yehoyariv give us the Asham yazor kesef etzel Asham so then the kesef goes back to the Asham but what? These guys are not working now. So the deen is via kribu b'nei yoriv hazir shabbat mishmartam. They'll bring it when their rotation comes around. They didn't bring the Hashem yet. Hashem still around. So they, yeah, it could be six months. So they keep the animal uh, there and they give the money back. And then six months, when their time comes again, they bring the uh, korban Hashem uh, in the Mishnah. Shemivi gezelo ad shelo evi Hashemo. The Mishnah said lo yatsa, which means if a guy. Um, Gave the money back. If the, if the guy uh, bought the gezerah, actually we yashamo yatsa. However, the opposite, no, which means money without asham counts. Asham without money is nothing. That korban asham is nothing. So the gemara now is going to. So the main thing is giving back the money. Once you get back the money, then you can start talking about the Qurban Asha. So the Gabbara says like this. How do you know this deen of the Mishnah? Okay, now we get Pesukim. Very good. The fact that the Pasuk says, the money that you're going to give back to Hashem to the Kohanim besides the El Kippurim the Korban the fact that he uses the word Milevad is mashma that that is second so first give back the money besides Milevad the El Kippurim so again the Gemara is being Doresh of the word Milevad that when it says Mashma besides 
after that you bring a korban. Follow the order of the pasuk. Hamushav, what you return. Milivad, besides the ashab that you bring afterwards. So the Gemara says, oh yeah, that's how you bring Doresh, you're going to run into problems that way. Why? Amar, ahu menabbanan lirava, ila me'ata. We have a question what it says by the Qurban Musaf of Pesach. Milibad Olata Bokir. I quote the end of the Pasuk Ashir the Olata Tamid Taasu et Ille. Meaning besides the Qurban Olat Tamid Shil Bokir, you also have to bring Qurban Musaf. Musaf of Pesach. Now, Hakanamim Mikhlad Musafin Biresha, are you gonna tell me that Musaf comes first? Because again, Milibad. When you talk milivad or latabokir, just like you talk milivad ela kipurim, oh milivad ela kipurim, that's second. So milivad or latabokir, you tell me what that the musaf comes before the the ola can't be. How do you know can't be? Batanya, because we have a brayta. Minayin shelo yehed davar kodem tamid shel shachar. How do you know nothing comes before the korban tamid shel shachar? Tamud domal ve'arach aleha. You put on the wood that you put on the mizbeach ha'ola. You know what the is coming to teach me? Ola Rishona. The Ola comes first. So therefore we're back to the question. How do you know then? It's not from the word Mildevad then. Which means you wanted to tell me that what? Money comes first by Gezela Ger. And then Asham. The fact that it says Mildevad Ela Kippurim. No. Mildevad doesn't mean second. Because if Mildevad means second, then you're going to run, you run into the problem of Mildevad Ola Tatamid. And we know Allah Tamid doesn't go second. No, Allah Tamid goes first. Which means the Pasuk's language is Ha'ashama Mushav Lashem Nakohem. Milivad Ela Kipurim Asher Yechaper. Which means uh, it says the Pasuk in the future tense. Uh, besides the Ela Kipurim. That will in the future bring a uh, kapara, which means when it says in the pasuk Asham, Hushav la Kohen, that's talking about the Kerim. <coughs> and we're talking about where he did not bring the Korban yet. Because the pasuk says, and then you'll bring the Ashid uh, It's Mashma in the future, which means first you gave back the, the money. And then, in the future, you bring back the Asham. But giving back the money is first. Let's read that. We have an Ashi on that? Oh, yeah, we have. Anna, see Ashi. Ma'ashir yechaper kamine. Dikhtib belashon atid. It says yechaper, future. Midelokitim ashir kiper. It doesn't say that was atoned. If it would have said that was atoned in the past tense, it's master you brought the Asham first. Here it's mashma that when you gave back the money, you still didn't get a kapara because you did not bring the korban yet. So you see, the order is money and then korban. Last point of the perik. By the case of the gets like what do you got to give back? Well, the guy swore to the gear. He swore falsely. So he has to have kerin, homish, and asham. So the deen is Mishnah. Natan Kerin. He gave the Kerin to the Kohen, but he didn't give Homish. So what's the deen? The Homish is not Ma'akiv. I mean, the Kapara is still there, even though he did not give the Homish. <coughs> okay, what's the story? Let's give another case of Kerin the Homish. A guy benefited from Hegdish. He was Mu'il. Mu'il Hegdish. The law is if a guy, let's say, Benefits from Hegdesh Bishogeg. No, he didn't know. He has to pay back the Hegdesh plus a Chomish. Plus he has to bring a Korban. Okay, that's the deen of Me'ila Bishogeg. So the deen is like this. The guy paid for whatever he was Nehene from. But what? But he didn't bring the Asham. Ashamo Or the opposite. He brought the Qurban Asham, but he didn't give back the principle, Shelo How do we know that he did not fulfill Kapara? Which means, minimum you gotta bring principle and Asham. 
And if you didn't bring at least those two, how do you know you don't get kapara? Tamud Omar, it says, Be'el Asham v'nislah lo. Which means, he's not mechupar until he brings the El Asham. Until he brings the korban, then v'nislah lo. Uminai shimivi ashamo. Good. How do you know that if he brought the asham but didn't give back the money, he doesn't get kapara? So it says Tabud Omar Be'el Ha'asham, which means uh, from the fact uh, that it says in the pasuk Be'el Ha'asham, it's much that he has to bring the the korban. That that's part of the uh, of the uh, of the of, uh, with the principle, because the word asham we explain means. Principle. The word Asham in the Pasuk is referring to the actual Kerim. So it says, Be'el Ha'asham V'neslachlo. Mashra, that what? The bringing the Korban alone does not give a Kapara. It's with the El, with the Asham. With the money that he returned back. Oh, so therefore, Ha'asham B'chivar. Which means, it's Mashra that he already brought it. What is that she? Let's read that she. Let's get that she. That did Asham part. You see that she? Be'el ha'asham v'neslach Mashma En sidiha Ela b'shnehim How do you know? Ayil ke mashma'o Ayil says Ha'asham keren And the word asham means Keren Kedi alif tekameh Good Hegdesh mejod Good So therefore When it says By mi'ila El ha'asham v'neslach lo Smashma that not only the kurbah But you have to have the Keren as well now the Gemara goes on to say, "Yachod keshem she'ayil ve'asham me'akivim kach chomesh me'akiv tamud omar be'el asham v'neslachlo ayil ve'asham me'akivim be'hegdesh ve'en chomesh me'akiv." Beautiful. Wait, what about the third component? The chomesh you have to pay to the hegdesh, not me'akiv, because it just says "el asham v'neslach." El is korban, asham is keren. Vinislah, even though you didn't bring the homish. Now we know nothing yet to our case. We just know that the homish somewhere else, <coughs> the homish by Me'ila is not Me'akiv. Now the Gemara says, Vilamed Hekdesh Mehidyot, Vedyot Mehdesh. Hekdesh Mehidyot, Ma'asham De'atam Keren, Afasham De'acha Keren. Idiot me ekdesh, ma ekdesh en chomesh me akev, af idiot en chomesh me akev. The Alagabara says, once you have the law of ekdesh, now I'm going to learn ekdesh from idiot, from gezel ager, and gezel ager from ekdesh. Now link them together. How? I'm going to say it like this. You remember we learned by gezel ager, it says, ha'asham hamushav. Ha'asham that was written by Gezel again meant the actual principle you have to return. The Torah used it in the Lashon as a asham. So just like the word asham by Gezel again meant Kedin, so I'm going to say why Hegdesh when it says El Ha'asham Vinislahlo, the asham of it also means Kedin. To teach me what? You have to give back Korban plus. Kerin, which means I learned from Gezel again to teach me the definition of the word of Asham by Hegdesh. And now, once I have that, I'm going to learn something from Hegdesh to teach it to me by, to teach me by Gezel again. And what is that? That just like by Me'ila, you just told me that all you need for Kapara is minimally Kerin ve Asham without Homish. Of course, you have to give the homage. Without it, so you still get kapara. So to bagaze lagir, homage is not going to be me'akev. Adran alach hagozel Okay, we begin uh, the second hagozel, hagozel u'ma'achil, or as known as hagozel batra, the second pedic that talks about gozel is the tenth pedic of Masechet Baba Kama and the Mishnah begins. Hagozel umaachil et banav. So what did he do? A guy stole, and he fed his children with the item. Veheniach lefnehem. So Rashi says that's another case. Oshi heniach lefnehem a gezera, a gezera kayemet. So 
either he fed his children, I mean they ate it, it's not here anymore, or he passed it on to them, and the gizra is still around. In either way, peturim and the shalim. In both cases, they are peturim from paying. We have to see why, the Gemara will explain. Again, we're going to have to wait for the Gemara to explain that word as well. And if the item was a davar sheesh ba'achariyut, usually the word davar sheesh ba'achariyut is karka. We'll see if that's what it means. Then they are hayab l'shadim. So the Mishnah again is uh, a little vague. We're going to have to wait for clarification from the Gemara. Amar of Hazda. Gazal velonet ya'ashua ba'alim. Okay, guys stole, and the owners did not make yush. Uba'achir ve'achlo. Another guy came and took the gazelle and ate it. Again, it's talking about before Yehush. So the nigzal can get paid from whoever he wants. He can go to the gazlan or to the guy that ate it. Because again, it's before Yehush. My ta'ama, kol kamad delonet yashua ba'alim birshute demare ka'e. But so long as there's no yeush, it's still considered in the owner's possession. So I don't care the gazlan, I don't care the guy that took it from the gazlan. Bottom line, you took it from the nigzal. He didn't make yeush yet. So therefore he wants to get paid from the gazlan, he wants to go to the other guy. As she says, Exactly, the guy that ate it, it's like he ate it from the ba'alim. Therefore he has an option to get paid, or to go to whoever he wants. Tanan... But we learned in our Mishnah, Agozel umachil et banav, v'niyach lefnehem peturim elishalem tiyuftad elav chazda. Our Mishnah said, Agozel umachil et banav. He stole, he gave it to his children, and they ate it. So what does it say? Peturim elishalem, the peturim. What do you mean? According to Rav Chazda. If you're going to learn the cases talking about Kodim Yehush, you're going to have a problem because we said Ratsami Zegove, Ratsami Zegove. Tiyuftad Rav Hazda, question against Rav Hazda. Amar Lecha Rav Hazda, Kitanya Ahi, Lachad Yehush. So Rav Hazda learns our Mishnah, the whole Mishnah is talking about after Yehush. So he holds that in combination of the Yehush of the Ba'alim and the Achila of the children, so that already is two steps removed already. Which means, in the event it was before Yehush, so even though they ate it, they're still responsible. Because like you took it from the owner's possession. However, once you have a Yehush, and then you have a Shinui Deshut, because it was given over from the Gazlan to the children, so a combination of Yehush and Shinui Deshut, so then already they Koneh, and therefore they do not have to pay back. So he learns our Mishnah of Hazda. And the cases are talking about Kodim Yehush, Le'achad Yehush. And that's why even if it's still around, which means uh, you have Yehush of the owner, and the third party has the item, even though the Gizla is still around. You have Yehush and the Shinri Deshut, and therefore it's going to be Koneh. That's Shittat Rav Hazda. Comes the Gemara and says, Iminiyach lefneim peturim elishalim. Iminiyach lefneim. Gazlan gave it to the children. The item is still intact. They're still patur. Amarami barhama zotomeret kirshut yoresh kirshut lokayah dame. That we see that even though the children are a yoresh, so they were yoresh, the father's gizela. But we see that a yoresh has a deen of a lokayah. Legabe shinui reshut. It's considered another reshut. Therefore, combine the yush. With the Shinui Reshut, you might have thought to say, no, maybe Yoresh is the same Reshut. Kamash will not know that the Yoresh is a din of a Lokayah. Therefore, you have a combination of Yush and Shinui Reshut. Therefore, even the Gizla is still intact, the din is Kone. Dashi. Zotomeret, Diktani Veniyah Lefnem Peturim, Reshut Yoresh, Kirshut Lokayah Dame. Vehavile Kirshut Acheret. And therefore it's another reshut. And since we already established our Mishnah, that's talking about after Yehush, 
And as she says, the ibi yush kedi lo kane. Yush alone is not kone. But the noketani petura ba abuhon. Right? If yush alone was kone, they would say the father himself is patur. <coughs> the fact we didn't say the father is patur, the yush is not kone alone. You need yush and a shinurishu. Rava ama Rava says no. Rava argues on Amibar Chama. Rishut yoresh lav kirishut lo kaya dame. Really, I'll tell you that the Yoresh is not considered a separate Rishut. Oh, so if it's not considered a separate Rishut, why is Mishnah say Peturim Lishalim? You just have a Yehush. You don't have a Shinui Rishut. Which means they ate the item. The item's not around anymore. Which means the Nixal cannot go after them. They didn't steal it. So therefore you had a Yush. And what? After the father died, the children got it. And then they ate it. Which means, really according to Rava, if the item is still around, even though there's Yush, there's no Shinu shoot, they would have to return it. But since the item was consumed, so then already we say with the Yush and the consumption, so Rav is going to say that they do not have to return it. So the Kabbalah says, wait. Ha-medikhtani sefa imaya davar sheyesh bo acharayut hayavim l'shalem. And at this point the Kabbalah is assuming davar sheyesh bo acharayut is something that is discernible, something that is nikar. For example, like a talet or a keli, just like karka. It's called davar sheyesh bo because it's nikar, it's noticeable. So it's masper from the Mishnah that if it's an item that's nikar, hayavim neshalem. So it's mashma michlal deresha begezela kayemet askinan. That it's mashma that the theme of the Mishnah is talking about where the gezela is still around. Rashi, Rashi says hayavim laazira mipne kavod avihen shabiriot omrot. The reason why <coughs> the end of the Mishnah says that if the Gezelah is Kayemet, that they have to return it. Again, we're talking about after Yush. But the reason why the third party has to return it, or the children have to return it, the Mishnah says because of Kavod of their father. Because everybody knows that's the Talit that the father stole. So in order to make good, that shouldn't be disrespectful to the father, so they have to pay. Michlal, but what do you see from over here? Which means the only time we're saying that he has to make good on it is why when the Zinyan of Kavod Avihim. Right? Talet. We know it's Talet to the Father. We know that this is the item of the Father. Special. It's Misuyam. Okay, so when it's Misuyam, when it's discernible. Mashma, that when the item is kayam, but it's not discernible, it's an item that it's not, everybody doesn't know that that's the father's item, so you don't have to return it. So what do you see? That really, Rava, you're wrong. You want to come along and say, Mishnah is talking about Kishachla, where it's not around anymore. And that's why, Yehush, plus the, the fact that it's not around, oh, that's why you don't have to return it. Not so. The Mishnah is talking about where it's around. How do I know? Because the end of the Mishnah says, if it's a discernible line that everybody knows, for example, the talit of the father, it means it's around. Well, then you have to return because of kavod av. But mashma, if it's around, which is the resha, it's around, but it's not an item that the people know that it really belonged to the father, so there's no inyan of kavod, keep it. So which means, Rava, you can't learn the Mishnah. It's talking about bide'achla. The Mishnah is talking about where it's around, and therefore, back to the question. Because obviously the Mishnah must be subscribing that the shoot of the Yoresh is like a Lokayah. Then we have Yehush and you have Shinui Rishut. Rava, how did you say not like that? So, Amalecha Rava, Hachi Ka'amar. Imeniyah lehem avihem acharayut nechassim hayavim l'shalem. Rava says, no, you learned the end of the Mishnah wrong. When it says at the end of the Mishnah, Harayut, the Vashishma doesn't mean a discernible item. It means karka. Land. Namash land. 
which means really I'll tell you if the item is still around, lokana, because it's just the yush alone. And therefore, you're going to have to return it if it's still around. And the only time we say why you can keep it is talking about bede'achna, when they ate it. Because you have a yush plus a consumption. Okay, in that case, I didn't steal it, so therefore it's okay. Mashiach, in the end of the Mishnah, is talking that if the father left over to the children, karka, so now the deen is that even if they consumed it, there's already a shi'abur on the karka. Which means the gazlan, or the nigzal, when the item was stolen, so now the father had karka. The father, now there's a lien on the karka against the gazela. So if the children inherit the nechasim of karka, the Mishnah's language is, uh, which is another way of saying karka then indeed the children are going to have to make good pain even if they consumed it because there is already a shabud on the karka very good that's she even after the consumption Already the father's property, there was a shabud on it from when he was alive. The Gemara says, wait, that cannot be. What do you mean? Rabbi taught his son, Rabbi Shimon. Oh, when you read this Mishnah that says, don't read it literally to mean karka. Oh, so Rava, you have a problem. Because when the Rabbi taught this Mishnah to his son, he taught it like we originally thought. That it's talking about a discernible item. If it's the Hamor of the father, if it's the Para of the father, everybody knows that was the father's item. So then, out of kavod of the father, you should say, oh, there's the gezerah, return it. But mashma, that a regular item that's not discernible, you don't have to return it. Because why? Reshut yoresh is like reshut lokeyach. And therefore, Abai, you have a question on yourself, because you wanted to say it's not like reshut lokeyach. Which means, very nice and fine, Abai, you want to explain the Mishnah like you want to explain it, but that's not, that's not the way to be explaining the Mishnah. You want to explain the Mishnah when it says a chariyut nechassim, it means karka. That's good, but Rabbi, when he told over the Mishnah to his son, he learned that when it says a chariyut nechassim, it means it's an item that's discernible like karka, which means if the item is noticeable, this is the father's item, you have to return it. Mashma, that if the item is still around, and it's not noticeable that it's the father's item, koneh, between the Yehush and the Shinui Deshut. So if Rabbi is back against the wall, how's he going to explain the Mishnah? Ela Amar Rabbi. will say like this. When Kishakina, when I die, Ravad says, Ravoshaya nafik levati. Ravoshaya is going to come and greet me. Because I've learned the Mishnah like him. I established the Mishnah like him. Tetani Rabioshaya. Because Ravoshaya Rabraita. He says, Hagozeru machir et banav, peturim in the shalem. If the gizela is kayemet, hayavin. Ena gizela kayemet, peturim. Oh, so you see clearly that Moshaya understood that if the gizela is still around, so different indeed they are, hayav to return it back. Ena gizela kayemet, peturim. But if there's a hayavin nechasim, meaning karka, which means, very nice Rabbi that you learned the Mishnah one way. But I have another Rabbi called Rav Oshaya that learned the Mishnah another way. That he learned the Mishnah like me. That what? That if the item is Kayam, <coughs> Yehush alone is not going to be Koneh, because really the shoot of the Banin is not like, the shoot Yoresh is not like the shoot Lokeya. Therefore, if the item is Kayam, even a Chara Yehush, you have to return it. I at the end of the Mishnah it says a hariyut nechelim is karka, which means even if the children ate and consumed the item, but if there's karka involved, since there's a shabur in the kaddish, the children have to make good even after the uh, death, even after the yu. So therefore, Rava can establish the Mishnah, notwithstanding uh, the way to be interpreted it, but he has a way to explain it like 
Rab Oshaya. Comes the Gemara and continues. Amar Mor. En agezela kayemet peturim. Let's go back now. We just made a statement. Tigezelaz not kayemet peturim. What's pshat? They ate it. That was the bright of Rabbi Shaya. Tigezelaz not kayemet, which means that your father stole. Gave it to the kids, the kids consumed it. So they peturim. Nemateti yuftad Rav Chazda. Because Rav Chazda said what? That before Yehush, consumption is not enough. So the Yubarah says, no problem. Amalekha Rav Chazda ki tanyair achar Yehush. No problem. We'll explain that braita. That's referring to after Yehush. So Yehush plus consumption. Right? According to Rav Chazda, they are off the hook. They don't have to pay. Amar Mor, Gezela Kayemet, Hayavim Mishalim. Oh, if the Gezela is around, so then what? Hayav Mishalim. Now, the way we're explaining it now, this Braita has told me there was a Yush. But a Yush, even if the Gezela is Kayemet, Hayavim Mishalim, because we're going to learn and say what? That it's not considered a Shinui issue. Because the Yoresh is not considered like a Lokeya. Okay, that's fine. Yehush, without a Shinu to shoot, the item is still Kayemet, you're going to have to pay. However, Nemate Tiyufta, the Rami Barhama. However, if you remember, we learned earlier, Rami Barhama Shita is that Rishut Yoresh is like Rishut of a Lokeya. Now, if you say that Rishut Yoresh is Rishut Lokeya, and we're talking about after Yehush, so therefore, if the item is around, why did it say I have to return it? Again, according to Rami Bar he holds what Rishut Yoresh is like Rishut Lokeya. So therefore, the kids that are Yoresh, it's like a Shinui Rishut. And you just told me the case of the blight that's talking about where there was a Yush. So a Yush, plus a Shinui Rishut, Rami Bar why does the blight say you have to return it? The Chaurai, the kids should be connected with the Yush and the Shinui Rishut. Question against Rami Bar Rabbi Gemara says, Kitanya hi yeush. This is very, very important. Which means, Rabbi Barhamah is going to learn that Braita of that's talking about before Yehush. Therefore, really I tell you, Rishut, Yoresh is like Rishut, Lokaya. Therefore, when the children are Yoreshit, really it's considered Rishinu Rishut, but before Yehush. So if the item is still around, you have to return it. Oh, however, if you're learning the Braitha before Yehush, we have to be consistent. The Rishab, the Braitha said that if the children consumed it, they do not have to pay it back. That means Rami Bar holds that consumption even before Yehush exempts them. Whereas Rav Chazda held that only after Yehush and then consumption and the rough the hook. Rami Bar argues on Rav Chazda at that point. Because once he establishes the entire right that it's talking about before Yehush, you have to read both cases. So if he's going to hold that when the children consumed it, it's even talking about before Yehush, they don't have to pay. So that's the Mahalti Nami Barhamma and Rab Hisda. Look at the top Rashi. Lifne Yehush. The Shinui, the Shut below Yehush, Lokani. The Hien Gezela Kayemet, Shachlua, Acharem, what the word Peturin. They let le the Rav Chazda. They don't hold the Rav Chazda because they're learning the Brayta Rav Yehonah is before Yehush, and therefore they hold it before Yehush. And even consumption is enough. Baruch Adonai Shem. Amen.